In today's episode, Dr. Cashew discusses one of his favorite topics, why smart people do dumb stuff. And it tends to come in the form of perfectionism and procrastination. It tends to cripple you from doing the stuff that gets you to where you want to go. And eventually, the urge to just do something boils over into doing something silly. And a lot of intelligent people exhaust themselves this way. So listen as a good doctor discusses how to use your brain to construct rational and constructive priorities instead of impulsive and destructive delayed punishments. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Just barely missed the loading screen. Got it back, though. So, one step closer. <laughs> oh, and on today's episode, on today's lesson, actually, it's more of a lesson. Make a correction there. It's a conversation about how Tabitha beat herself up really bad. Y'all know about that now. She beat herself up really bad. And, and how she went from whipping herself, really, into a useless bloody stump uh, to just getting reasonably irritated at herself, which is good. Because being reasonably irritated means that she developed a healthy concern to be better instead of fostering anxiety and resentment that she used to beat herself up. So I hope that makes sense, okay? So yeah, throw down, a, throw down a hashtag better. If you'd rather see Tabitha have a healthy concern to do better, instead of cultivating self-destructive levels of resentment and frustration that she used her entire life to beat herself up. <laughs> so here's what you're learning. Hey, Tabitha's upbringing, outside of that obvious ugly stuff, outside of that obvious ugly stuff, influenced the way she used to damn herself when she goofed up, making it worse. Everyone, more or less, in Western culture anyway, has this upbringing to some degree because it is the requirement to survive as a child. And many people, including Tabitha, maintained those punishment styles as kids or maintained those punishment styles as kids into adulthood because it was the only way they knew how to survive as kids. But with TKN's help, Tabitha used her big old brain to construct rational and constructive priorities instead of impulsive and destructive punishments. Priorities over punishments, okay? And you can too, right? So a little bit of background here. This all started because Tabitha asked me one of her hard-hitting, gut-wrenching questions, and maybe you felt the same way. Tabitha asked me, hey, Dr. Cashy, I, I know I'm smart, you know, because she got good grades, got a good job, and other ways that she determined she was smart. Who knows what those were, honestly. She goes, Dr. Cashy, I know I'm smart, but why do I act so stupidly so often and then get mad at myself about it and then do more stupid stuff? Does that mean I'm actually dumb? The answer to that, Tabitha, is indubitably not. Indubitably not. Indubitably not. Ironically enough, because of your intelligence, that two things have occurred. One, you've eroded your frustration tolerance. And two, became more demanding of yourself as your frustration tolerance went down. And that is a tough combination for any person to contend with. And the smart cookie she is, she asked, okay, okay, Dr. Cashy, I buy it for now, but why does this happen? 
Well, there's a short answer to this. The short answer has two components. The short answer is that one, more self-aware people, they tend to punish themselves when they do dumb things. They take more responsibility because they know they can and therefore demand that they should fix it. So they know they can fix it and then therefore demand they should fix it. Hmm. More oblivious people, however, they tend to punish others when they do dumb things. They take less responsibility because others must be able to fix it and therefore demand they should fix it. Does that make sense? Interesting, Tabitha said. She, she would actually, remembering now, she went interesting, Tabitha said. Uh, I'm actually making up the eyeglass part, but she was mocking the posture of Sigmund Freud, so just pretend, <laughs> okay? You know, har har, uh, what does a smart person do when they experience a problem? Hmm? She said, hmm, making a fake thinking face. They think hard about a way to solve it, Tabitha said. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes, many times, they think real hard, too hard. They think too hard about their problems and the result is that smart people tend to procrastinate more and that means they stew instead of do. And they stew so long that they eventually blow up or boil over and do dumb stuff when their pressure gets too high, which they can take a ton of, so the blow ups are typically pretty big and or their considerable patience runs out. <laughs> then, after they do the dumb thing, it hits them that they did a dumb thing, and although they are smart, they feel dumb when they do it, or because they do it, or for doing it. And she goes, well, that explains, well, yep, mm-hmm, that's why you feel so dumb. Were you ever put into timeout as a child? and or grounded as an adolescent. Both of these are essentially the same thing, okay? And she goes, was I ever, said Tabitha in the spiciest tone she could muster. <laughs> Understood, Dr. Cashy said, then you know this punishment, you know it. Literally, since you could speak and thus tell yourself stories, when you made a mistake, you were told to go seclude yourself and think about what you've done. To literally beat yourself up quietly with your anger and guilt and shame. And then is there any wonder why you, Tabitha, are so good at secluding yourself and beating yourself up angrily over your guilt and shame? <laughs> why you're so good at doing this now? I think I can put two and two together, Tabitha said. Since I'm smart and I did something dumb, it means I should sit in the corner and must think about what I've done. Because now she understands the concept of the demands, right? She said, since I'm smart and I did something dumb, it means I should sit in the corner and think about what I've done, okay? Yes. And that makes perfect sense as a response to that stimulus. Until you learn how distorted the belief system is BS that justifies it. The belief system in the context of this punishment style demands children and adolescents should be able to think in the same way like a fully grown adult does. Hmm. <laughs> As a child in this 
thinking about what you've done sort of punishment, it obviously includes the, okay, you did something dumb, go feel bad part. However, the punisher puts the demand on you, the child, to fill in the gaps like a mature adult capable of abstract thinking would. As if you'd be able to, on your own, with all of your infinite critical thinking skills of a small child could deduce, okay, I'm a smart person, I did something dumb, so what would I change the next time this happened, and why would I change it, and what do I think will happen? That's a lot of steps. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot to expect out of anyone, even an adult. And I'll tell you why in a minute. <laughs> okay? How can any sane adult put that pressure on a child? <laughs> that's a tough skill to master as an adult. And when parents do this to their kids, or teachers to their students, or whatever, they rob them of their ability to master the skill of growing their critical thinking and rationally constructive processing. <laughs> and then they grow up to becoming, a, they, be, they become adults that are completely oblivious to the utility or even the option of rational, constructive, and scientific thinking. It's all gone. It's all gone. The assumption that you as a child have capabilities of philosophical abstraction the same as an adult and that you'll work through the scientific method on your own in the corner while cultivating hatred and resentment for the person punishing you, frustration tolerance, for others that have gotten away with it, fairness, and most importantly, yourself, hatred and resentment for yourself and entitlement to do better, even though you still need the skill. <laughs> what happens when you do this for your entire life and it feels like everything you do and say is dumb? Well, that's a great way to mold any intelligent person into a self-defeating, miserable failure. Ring any bells? <laughs> Man, eventually you create a perfectionistic and, and perfectionistic and procrastination tendencies that cripple you from doing anything except for waiting until your urge to do something is so high, either because your pressure maxes out or your patience goes into the dumps for thinking about things so long that you do something impulsive and dumb even though you know it is conflicting with what you want, like a silly goose, like a silly goose. As Grandpa Cashier used to say, the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> and what is often taken as a joke is a literal representation of how intelligent people treat themselves or how oblivious people treat others. Hmm. Since they're intelligent, at the sign of doing anything dumb, even an honest mistake, the whip comes out and they flog themselves, which one sabotages any progress they did make while simultaneously proves that they're as dumb and useless as they're calling themselves during the self-flagulation and three further justifies the need for even more stringent demands on themselves, completely eroding frustration tolerance in the process, making it so you're more easily stimulated the next time you run into a problem. Hmm. And after years and years of doing this, is it any wonder why any intelligent person would be exhausted, especially with themselves? And by implementing TCAN's principles as an intelligent person, you say, have like a 96.5% chance to, instead of beating yourself up when you goof, to have a rational concern. Instead of punishment, you, instead of an impulsive punishment, you go to a rational priority. This is what I do next time. Instead of, I hate myself, I'm an idiot, I deserve to be punished, it's, well, I goofed up, this is how and why I goofed up, this is something that we can try next time, that's the new priority. Hmm. 
to have rational concerns that give you a sense of duty. Being irritated at yourself is okay. Irritated enough that you understand that a change needs to be made and how and why, right? Which means sticking to your plan and getting results with far, far less frustrations. Far fewer frustrations, less often, and with less intensity. And having more convenient results to boot. Now, I don't know about you, but shrinking frustration to make room for convenience sounds pretty darn good. So here's what you've learned. <laughs> Tabitha's upbringing outside of that obvious ugly stuff influenced the way she used to damn herself when she goofed up and made it worse. That everyone has this upbringing to some degree in Western culture in any way, because it's a requirement to survive as a child. It's just since that's the way it is, that's, the, that's what you got to deal with. And that many people, including Tabitha, they maintained those punishment styles as adults because it was the only way they knew how to survive as a kid. But with TKN's help, she used her big old brain to construct rational and constructive priorities instead of impulsive and destructive punishments. And you can too. Okay? So before this lesson retires, make sure to throw down a hashtag better if you see how this lesson helps guide you toward developing a healthy level of concern for goofing up, which prompts you to do better. Instead of cultivating self-destructive levels of resentment and frustration that you used to beat yourself up, which makes you fatter and sicker and more sensitive to frustration anyway. <laughs> which would you rather have? <laughs> You're pretty awesome for making it through this lesson. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>